I've been thinking about what's been going on, and I've been talking to my friend Eileen Winokur, and I have her here right now. And we've been talking about um, what it means to have a sense of belonging and keep our why during this crisis. Eileen, we it, it's been really, you know, it's been nice to talk about it and everything, but now I feel like we need to talk about it a little bit more deeper. So um, your ideas of sense of belonging, especially now, yeah. what does that mean to you? Yeah. Uh, I feel so blessed that, and one of the things that I've written about in my blog is the fact that I feel like I belong in Buffalo, New York at my mother's where I am right now and in Kuwait where I'm supposed to be but I haven't been able to return to and in Kuwait. And so that sense of belonging, it, it sort of gets out of focus Mm-hmm. When you're going through trauma and times of change and and a crisis like we're in right now, and I so agree that it's I think I think because we feel right now, I mean we're a month into it or more, and and we don't know when it's going to finish, and it feels so uncertain. Yeah, and I don't think anybody thought that it would last this long, and so we're. We're sort of getting into that, please tell us when this is going to, to end, but nobody can tell us. And so taking that step backward and that pause, like you talk about in your book, Barbara, I think is so important because otherwise we're just going, going, going and doing. And, and yeah, we lose our sense of belonging. We don't know where we're supposed to be going. We don't have a purpose anymore. Well, um, that idea of uh, belonging, I mean, I can just, I, I'm trying to figure out how you are handling that because it is tough to be out of, from your home in Kuwait. And, yeah. and, um, and for many of us, we're in our home. We're not going out. And we're isolated from some of our friends and for all, most all of our friends and our families. And, uh, and also, uh, a lot of people have been reaching out to me who are struggling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wrote this book on Define Your Why with the idea that this would help you not thinking there was going to be this big crisis <laughs> and, and um, realize that your why changes. Yeah, it does. It changes because of circumstances. So your why, when you were in Kuwait, you had things you were doing right? And yes. now you're yeah. with, with your mom who I've got to meet. A lovely lady. I love her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she is special. She really is. Yeah. And the, yeah. and, and one of the things that I found is because of that, um, and I might cry <laughs> when my mom, oh. my mom is born the same year as your mom. She passed in uh, 2008. And I got to spend the last two years, most of the time with her. And I can tell you it wasn't easy because she was a tough lady. (laughs) I won't regret one moment of it. Yeah. I can relate to that. Yeah. There's something about, um, for me now, 
is I'm trying to find the people I care about the most uh, Mm -hmm. and reach out to them. And some are reaching out to me. And my why has changed a little bit to be more of connecting and letting people I care about know that I care about them. Yeah, I I think that's so important. And just checking in where we can, especially because sometimes people don't check in with us. Um, You know, there there are many people who think, well, I I don't want to bother them. They're probably busy. They're probably going through what I'm going through. But we really have to think about about sharing mm-hmm. and and sharing because we want to feel like we're not in this all alone because it is such a, a difficult circumstance for everybody. And it's not just in a certain part of the world, but everywhere. But it's just not yeah. enough to say everybody is going through the same thing, Mm-mm. so I just have to tough it out. We don't have to tough it out. We yeah. have to be tough, but but we have to try to get through this together. It's it, you're right, Barbara. This is just so important for us to be able to reach out and to those people who who aren't necessarily reaching out to us. And you know, the idea of our why and the sense of belonging is, um, I think it's it means more now uh, because your purpose has changed everybody. And the one thing that I found that uh, when people start telling me in their circumstances, and some of them are just horrendous, some of them, it's like, uh, knowing that this is the whole world going through this. Yeah. But you're still important. Your story is important. Your value is there. And you mean a lot. No matter yeah, what, and the, and the yeah, and the role that you're playing, yeah, even if it's just staying home and making sure that your children are okay, that your neighbors are fine, that your parents or you know the greater community is okay, whatever you can do to contribute, and that you're okay also to take care of yourself too. You know that mm-hmm. self care during a traumatic experience, which is exactly what this is right now is just so important. We can't take care of others until we are sure that we're okay with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and it also models for the rest of those who are in our families and for those who are on their own for where at, wherever they got caught uh, at the time that everything sort of shut down, that they happen to be by themselves, that, you know, they need to feel okay to be alone not lonely, but to be alone and to know that when they feel lonely, it's okay to reach out to someone else, mm-hmm. even if they think that that person might be busy or preoccupied. So um, I'm going to pull this together just because you said that. I've been alone now for several years. And in the beginning, I was scared um, and not sure how I would handle it. Um, and one of the things I found out is I'm, I kind of like myself. I didn't in the beginning. I didn't like who I was. And, and when I found out yeah. that I actually am an okay person, that's what we need. <laughs> Which I know. sounds funny, but it's not. Yeah. yeah I, I think I that we need that. to do is how can we like ourselves alone? 
because we yes. are going, I mean, that's us. And, and when we like ourselves and love ourselves and we, I met, uh, and some of the things are writing even a letter to yourself, what you like about you, <laughs> because you yes. just think of yourself as your best friend right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, it took me a long time to do that. And it, it isn't really selfish right now. The best thing you can do is take care of yourself, be safe. And then when you're safe and you take care of yourself and even wear a mask now and do all the things you have to do, you're there protecting others. And then they know, and your loved ones will be happy that you're okay. And so that's kind of that sense of belonging and the why is we're part of a community. We're a part of the world and we're closer than ever now. It's just a little, that little virus is everywhere. <laughs> so now we have to be there for each other the best we can. And that's what I say is we're, we belong in this world together. And that our why is for us to love ourselves first. For me, yes. that's what I'm thinking. Yes, yeah. Pretty profound, I think, now. <laughs> very, yes, it is. And it started me thinking, Barbara, about, my why for being here with my mother right now, she's 95 years old. And, um, you know, she has some health concerns and things like that, but she manages on her own. She lives on her own. She still drives a little bit. Uh, she does um, twice a week ballroom dancing lessons when things aren't closed down. And, you know, we, I, when I'm in Kuwait and she's here in Buffalo, I, I Skype with her almost every day and we keep in touch. Mm. But, When I retired last year, one of the reasons why I retired was to be able to spend more time here and not to have to run back to a job and also to be here when she needed me for a length of time. And I hadn't really thought about that. I mean, I was supposed to be here for the first couple of weeks, but I wasn't supposed to be here indefinitely. And so in order for me to feel Mm -hmm. that sense of belonging here, which I feel it's my home because I come so often. So I have, you know, my, the guest room is sort of mine and I know where things go. But I needed to really settle in on the fact that I'm okay to be here because I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to let her know what I need. And then I'm able to take care of her. But I've, I started feeling a little bit toward the beginning about, well, if I'm here for an extended period of time, Maybe there are things I'm not able to do because I need to be occupied with her all the time. But truth be told, she doesn't want me on top, you know, sort of watching out and looking at what she's doing all the time either, right? So we've, we've come to a, a sort of rhythm where she has her things she does, I do my things, uh, and then we're able to enjoy each other. And it's been, I'm even surprised that it's been such a, terrific experience and although I'm homesick for for Kuwait and my husband is there and you know I have extended family there I'm not in a rush to go back because I really feel that sense of belonging here and I believe that I was supposed to be here and and yeah, and really having a good time, actually. And like you said about spending that t- two years with your mom, I, I did that with my dad. I, I was here for about five months. It just happened to be before he passed away 
I returned to Kuwait in August and he passed away two months later. And I look back and I thought, wow, what a blessing that I had that time to spend intensively because there were so many years where I didn't. Wow. And so, yeah, and, and mm-hmm. that also gives me that sense of belonging because I feel like I'm in the place I'm supposed to be at the time I'm supposed to be, rather than thinking, oh, you know, I should have been back in Kuwait at that time and, or now or whatever. It's, no, I'm supposed to be here, and I feel that sense of belonging. How beautiful. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it, all of us are, you know, we're, we're questioning things because we're not sure. But if right. we can look at what we have, and, and there are so many people that aren't, we're pretty, I'm pretty privileged, and there are many yes. who don't have um, even access to the resources that we have. And yes. so I'm praying that through all of this, that, you know, that I, I even in, I'm in Oakland, California, and they're talking about how to get Wi-Fi spots and provide resources to families and yes. um, grab and go meals for the kids and more, you know, looking at bringing the businesses some figure out another way to keep them going. And, and so, I mean, I have a feeling, I mean, it's still tough for a lot of people. So I'm praying for them and hoping yeah. that we can get uh, the resources and everything for them. Yeah. But things are going to change. Think, things yeah. Change. I th- I'm hoping. And, you know, we sort of went back and forth a little bit about that online on Twitter in the last few days. Um, and I think it's really important too, because I had another conversation with um, Julia Fliss also. She posted something, uh, uh, um, an activity she did with her students focusing on the whole idea of social-emotional learning. And just the idea that you said that not everybody has the privilege that we do, a roof over their heads, not to worry about food, access to technology and devices and so forth. So it's really important that as we reflect on ourselves, that we also look out to our greater communities and globally in order to say, okay, what can we start doing now? Or what can we be sure that we start doing as soon as this crisis is over or before the crisis finishes to make sure that things are better for all of those who don't have it better right now? And I think we start those conversations, but we need to have all those stakeholders involved, you know, people who can make decisions about those things. But we need to have those conversations. Yeah, and it will take time because this is a big change. And and yeah. we've all been kind of in our own little bubbles. <laughs> now we are in a bubble. <laughs> yes. And, and so, uh, in fact, in New Zealand, that's what they call it, uh, living in the bubble right now. So it's like if we look that we're one big bubble, we really need to care for everybody. That means that um, it, this may take a long time uh, mm-hmm. just to get through what we're getting through. But uh, yeah. maybe we're going to look at d- different ways of solving some of the problems that have been there. And yeah. um, so we can't solve the world's problems right now. But right yeah. now, um, I I love this conversation. I, I've been doing a lot of reflection. And luckily, uh, we were talking to each other. So I, was, I thought, let's just keep this going on. Uh, uh, you know, and uh, have it as our own reflection time together. So 
I really appreciate it. And uh, I'm glad that you're only three hours away <laughs> right now. <laughs> That's true, because normally it's what, 11? Yeah. <laughs> 10 or 11, I think. Yeah. Yes. Not one of yeah. us is, uh, should be in the middle of the night. So this way, at least we can have a little bit more. Plus, you're with your lovely mom. And um, yeah. so thank you so much for um, just reflecting with me. This was really great. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me into this conversation, Barbara. I, I always get so much out of, out of our conversations. And uh, I really think it's important. Well, just be safe. Tell your mom. And how much she's nope. loved from afar. <laughs> hey, thanks for our time.